Hey, party people. Damon Z here. Welcome to the Under Review Show, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head to BetOnline now. Use promo code REVIEW. Get a little extra money in your betting account. This, of course, the Under Review Show, available on Podcast One at underreviewshow.com, on iTunes, on Spotify, everywhere you find podcasts, you will find us, the greatest sports betting podcast show ever made, probably, in the world. I'm D, of course, and uh, this week we need to talk a little fisticuffs. Yes, next week we have a massive boxing match going on. See, this is the world without football. We get to look at all the other wicked sports to bet on. We do basketball midweek, and we do everything else on Friday. And here it is on Friday. We're going to be talking a little Tyson Fury, the the big, big rematch. Wow, I can't wait for it. Um, but also I can't wait for a guy named Peter Kahn. He's coming on. Now, Peter Kahn is a boxing manager. He's been around the game for more than 25 years. He's got some of the top prospects in boxing under his stable. Nominated, actually, for Boxing Manager of the Year. Uh, He's one hell of a guy. He's waiting on the line. He's going to hang out and talk with us about this upcoming uh, rematch in boxing. So if you feel like betting on boxing, which you should because you always do, this is as big as it gets. I mean, there's an opportunity here for this to be an actual, like, super fight. We might get something out of this, people, which which would be really, really awesome to, uh, and when I say get something out of this, this might turn into like maybe a trilogy. Maybe people care about boxing. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, um, Saturday, February 22nd. So without further ado, let me bring him on in. Um, his name is Peter Kahn, and uh, we're going to chat a little boxing. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This is Under Review. All right, all right, joining me uh, on the line now, Mr. Peter Kahn, a pleasure. We love having people on, and we love having people that talk boxing on, and uh, there is no further, we, we look no further than someone who can just crush boxing for us. Um, we appreciate you coming on and spending the time doing this, my friend. How the hell you doing? And welcome to the Under Review Show. Damon, thanks for having me. Uh, big fan of the show. And uh, hey. listen, I'm doing great, man. Listen, we have a big fight week coming up. I mean, arguably going to be the biggest fight of the year uh, on February 22nd uh, at the MGM Grand uh, Garden Arena in Las Vegas. I'm heading out there Tuesday. I actually uh, manage fighters, uh, as you expressed uh, in the intro. And uh, one of my fighters, Amir Imam, is fighting Javier Molina. Uh, which will actually be on the ESPN and Fox simulcast, which is the first time they're ever doing that because the show is co-promoted by top ranking PBC. So there's going to be a huge viewership on this thing, a ton of money being bet on this thing. And, and I think this fight's going to be impossible to disappoint. Hey, I absolutely uh, agree with you. And, And here's the thing that listeners need to know is that not only are you a boxing manager nominated for manager of the year, been in the game for 25 years, worked with the Tysons and the Don Kings and the whoever's and the who what's it's. Um, you're also like really big on betting on boxing, right? Like it's your roots in your core, in, in the cockles of your heart. You just love this part of the sport. Everybody does, but um, um, you, you really love uh, the aspect of handicapping boxing matches. Hey. It's, it's in, the, it's in my DNA. I don't know what it is, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's, it's because look, I, 
it's the, I live and, and, you know, I live at the intersection of boxing and sports betting. Yeah. So right, right. it's like, for me, it's a spiritual experience and, uh, look like any sports better knows, right. You're going to win, you're going to lose, but it's all based on line value. It's all based totally. on understanding what it is you're betting on. And, you know, I, I just take those two things into consideration and I take my expertise, uh, in the sport, my insider status, my, uh, behind the scenes knowledge and I match that up with line value and that's how I make my picks. That simple. Mm. I agree. You, you know, it's great to have that perspective as well too, because there's not a lot of sports where you can, you can have that overlap, but like you've got to, it's called prize fighting. You know what I mean? There's always money been involved. There's money in every sport. Everybody bets on every single sport, but the roots of right. boxing truly like it lives and eats and breathes in Vegas. And <laughs> Vegas isn't known for, you know, um, golf tournaments guys it's the fight city right. it's the gambling city and uh, it's the root of boxing and it's prize fighting for a reason and it really runs deeper in boxing than it does in any other sport even though like you know some other sports dominate maybe sports betting a little more boxing is all what it's all about and it's truly like yeah it's intertwined um in the sport so wholeheartedly so it's important that you always have an opportunity to handicap it, but it's rare because of just how things work that people uh, people are as transparent about that oversight. So I really love that this is your angle that you take it. So we're gonna let, let's get right into it. This is this is one of the biggest. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a nostalgic boxing guy, but not like real nostalgia, right? Like I, I didn't grow up mm-hmm. watching like these historic. I never watched a, an Ali fight. Like even when he was older, I just wasn't even born yet. I don't think when when he he was doing his thing. But uh, I do love like the history of boxing. And one of the biggest uh, problems with it right now is I still remember a time when it was freaking awesome. You know what I mean? So that time for me was like when Lennox Lewis was at his height. Um, you know, and there was like, this true, like crushing, undisputed world champion running through right. people where there was like, they were fighting the best of the best, you know, when like, uh, you know, De La Hoya was at his prime and he would just fight anybody. You know what I mean? It, it felt like they were doing, you know, uh, welterweight tournaments and things to determine who really is the best. And then we all know what's happened the last 15 years in boxing. And it's just sort of like just been whitewashed and it's like been tough. But I, I always am like chomping at the bit for the next thing to happen. And I, I feel so, like something's happening. Am I am I wrong here to feel like with the guys that we that we have right now, is, and the potential is there for this to just be a thing again, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know, look, I agree. I agree with your assessment. You know, it, boxing. Look, boxing had a good hundred year run. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what I like <laughs> to tell people. It had a good hundred year run before the UFC uh, had a resurgence in the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I'm a fan of anything that lifts the sport. And, and look, the truth of the matter is in 2003, when the UFC uh, was purchased and revamped and it turned look, into it a thing, market right? share. Yeah. I mean, look, you had Forrest Griffin, you had, uh, you had uh, the Ultimate Fighter 1 with Diego yeah. Sanchez. That is what catapulted. Yeah, Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture. That season brought this in front of an audience that was kind of hungry for something else. Because they've kind of been a little bit, you know, boxing is like that girlfriend that's like treating you bad, right? Yeah, and yeah, then totally. uh, this other girl comes around. And so that's what UFC was. And it was for a, an audience that was ready for something new. Totally. And it took market share. And look, like I said, boxing had a good 100-year run. However, uh, boxing has made a strong comeback. Uh, boxing is probably in the best place it's been in a very, very long time. Yeah. And you're 100% right. 
this heavyweight fight that we have, and, and look, uh, I would say that either one of these guys would have given Lennox Lewis a run for his money. In fact, yeah. I think Deontay Wilder would have knocked Lennox Lewis out, and I think that Fury would have given him a hard time uh, boxing. And this is funny because the era you're talking about, Lennox Lewis was a big man. Yeah, he was a monster, right? Right. Unheard yeah, of. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> right, but, you know, uh, both Wilder and Fury are bigger. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. And, and, and you know, it, so and crazy if you remember the last fight of of Lennox Lewis's career was when he when he sneaked by Vitaly Klitschko yeah. in in Los Angeles. Yep. And you know that was the the that was another really big man, actually a bigger man, but you know who then went on with his brother Vladimir to rule the heavyweight division. But bringing it back to now, this is a heavyweight fight where. Uh, there's such hype around it, right? And it's there's not real hype just again, hype. right? It's real hype, but it's real. Yeah. I mean, it's it's real hype. And let me tell you, this line. I mean, if you go on BetOnline.ag and you look at the line for this fight, so tight, it, this, yeah. this line, this line doesn't know its identity. This line's been having a, a back and forth rock'em sock'em robot because it it keeps changing. So Fury started as a small favorite. I think maybe a one minus one fifteen favorite. And Wilder was, I think, at, at the time, uh, plus 105 or plus 110. But, but it, it then changed where Wilder was the favorite. Uh, then it became even money. And here we are where, uh, where we have, at the, at the current time, Tyson Fury minus 120, Deontay Wilder plus 100. People can't decide where they're putting their money. And, and what I really think is... Next Friday after the weigh-in, we're going to have a lot of late money come yeah. in on Deontay Wilder. That's yeah. my gut. Especially when people are going to see him. I mean, he's a specimen. And that always moves people's opinions drastically, doesn't it? When Listen, there aren't many guys that can be losing every second of a fight for six rounds and yeah. get rid of you in one second in the seventh. And that's just what that's – he's capable of doing that. You have to be perfect for 36 minutes. And I mean perfect. And in the first fight, which I will admit, right, on Forbes where I write the boxing content, uh, I'm a contributor. And in the first one, I predicted that Deontay Wilder would win in, I I used round betting. And uh, I had, I think, I believe I might have had it at plus 2,000 that Wilder would win in rounds 11 or 12. Mm. Well, I I came within a second. Yeah, you were doing backflips in your (laughs) By by knockout. However, I did live block that fight. And the truth of the matter is, is I had Tyson Fury winning, even though it was a draw. The judges saw it as a draw. I had Tyson Fury winning that fight. And I believe it was actually, it was a, uh, it was a, a majority draw, but one actually gave it to Fury. The other two had it as a draw. But look, nonetheless, uh, going into this fight, regardless of what we saw in the first fight, I just don't think that Tyson Fury could avoid Deontay Wilder's big punch for 36 minutes, other thing that you got to look at. Deontay yeah. Wilder was the lightest he ever weighed yeah, yeah. going into that fight. 207 pounds, and I know firsthand, because I sat in Deontay's room uh, a short while later, maybe a month later, the MGM brand, or maybe actually a few months later, we, we sat and talked in his room with his manager, Shelly Finkel. We talked about that fight, and he was sick going into that fight, and he wasn't going to use it as an excuse. He yeah. wasn't going to come back and say, oh, I was sick. But he, he, had, he, had, he had a bad cold, and he weighed less than he did. And look, he probably yeah. underestimated Tyson Fury. 
and uh, he still almost got him. Well, here, here's the deal. I, I mean, we, we talk, you know, we football rules the roost uh, most of the time around yeah. the sports betting world. And, uh, you know, I always love to draw some parallels. And, uh, and you know, we talk about coming off that Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, how do you defend this guy? And the best defense for him, what San Francisco 49ers almost did, is just is just getting away, giving, keeping the ball out of his hands. Don't let You're him right. have the ball because he's going to score. And the, yeah. the, the least you can, opportunities you can give him, then the better chance you have of winning. The problem is he will just start scoring on you. And over time, if he gets the ball, it's going to happen. Very similar to Deontay Wilder. And you saw this in the Tyson Fury fight. I truly thought there was a boxing clinic going on. It was unbelievable. Fury isn't just incredible. Oh, Fury was fantastic. I can't believe a big guy moves like he he does. Um, He would give any heavyweight ever uh, just a run with his, he's just slick and he's smart and he's uh, he's silly and it's great. Um, but it was just that same, it was the Patrick Mahomes philosophy. Eventually, yep. if you can't put him away, that right hand is going to find a home at some point. Now, and, and look, in the last, in two fights ago, yeah, when, when Wilder fought uh, Dominic Brazil, uh, I published my picks right on Forbes and, and uh, CBS Sportsline. And <clears throat> in both of those sets of picks, I gave a prop bet, which we'll get to in a minute. And that's where the value is in this fight, right? That's where you're going to get the most underdog line value. Um, but on that one, I basically expressed why I felt that Deontay was going to get rid of him quick and literally pick the first round plus 2000 or plus 2200. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. people think, Oh, you're just, you just say, no, it's very simple. There are times when you know what a fighter's strategy is going to be because you basically feel how would, if I was that fighter and I was his trainer, how would I prepare against me? And what I felt was that Wilder was going to come out looking for the KO. And if he got it, <clears throat> excuse me, if he got it, well, you know, sleepy night, night, yeah, right? Yeah. But, but if he didn't get it, he would then settle in, work behind his jab, and, and, and let it come to him like it always does. And in this sense, he got Brazil with a beautiful, devastating textbook <laughs> jab, right hand out <laughs> before he hit the canvas. Yeah, and, it was insane. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. And, and Luis Ortiz, an unbelievable fighter, okay? Yeah. Uh, very risky for Deontay to have a rematch with, 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 with a guy that had him out on his feet in the ninth round. And here he goes losing every round again, but he gets, you know, lures him right into his trap. And it only takes that one right hand. And, And so in this fight, I just can't see Fury, especially, you know, yeah, Fury's been active. Activity is a fighter's best friend. But being active for the sake of being active doesn't necessarily prepare you for a one hitter quitter like Wilder. So, and I don't look at Tom Schwartz and Otto Valin as a, as guys that you could say, well, you know, I've been active. I mean, those were fights that top rank used to simply just keep Fury in, in front of the public's consciousness. And yeah, live up uh, to some contractual the, you know. obligations. Yeah, and he struggled a bit too well, in that yeah. auto fight too. That was that was a bit of a surprise for everybody, right? That was, I mean, he Which handled one? it. Uh, where the one he got cut in against. Uh, 
Well, that was uh, that was Otto Valin. Yeah, yeah the that, auto that, fight. that cut happened early, yeah. and it was by a punch. Yeah, and, and a real know, punch. Look, it was good, good punch too. I thought it he was didn't a look great. Yeah, he did not look great there. You got to under. You got to think. Well, what, what, what's going on? And I mean, my, you're the biggest. I mean, not a knock, but if you're if you're going to handicap a fighter, a guy like Tyson Fury with, um, I mean, he has the skill absolutely to win against any fighter that he ever faces, uh, but it's always between the ears with him. You know what I mean? Because he is a volatile kind of personality and a guy, you know, right. and, and, and he's in a great space and he's super positive these days. And I think he's, I think his mindset is absolutely fantastic. But switches up a trainer. You just got to think about mentally where you are because yeah, you know what? You can be not in a place and you can go up against this auto guy and struggle a bit and still just, you know, beat the snot out of him and get through it, even though you're an unfortunate cut. You don't have the luxury of that with a guy like Deontay Wilder. Wilder, when you know, when you know that you can't slip one slip, you cannot. And he right. saw it and, twice, and so, twice in the last So fight. to your point earlier, to your point earlier about, you know, having to be perfect, right? And, and not have room for error. So, you know, the philosophy, it's two philosophies. One, you literally use your feet and your lateral movement and your angles, and you have to have a high work rate, which is what, which is what Fury did in the first fight. You know, yeah. remember, Fury's the taller man and the longer man. Yeah. And so when he was doing all that, sticking his tongue out, he was never in danger. He wasn't in range. Um, but if you notice what he did was he boxed, he then clenched, and he got out. And it wasn't until he put himself in front of Wilder or in the first knockdown, he was in a corner, nowhere yeah. to go. And then the second one was literally the last round. Fatigue is setting in, wasn't as nimble on his feet. And he got caught with a hook. It was actually a right hand and then a hook that uh, put him on his back. And I still to this day don't know how he got up. Yeah. But I really believe that, you know, look, he's changed trainers. He's changed trainers. Ben yeah. Damon's out. Crazy. Was it ben Damon? Was it, was it Ben? I don't or I don't remember. It ben was Davidson. That's all I remember. Davidson, ben Davidson. Ben Davidson. Davidson maybe yeah. Ben Davidson. He's out. Um, Sugar Hill Stewart from Detroit, from the Cronk Gym, nephew of Emmanuel Stewart. He's in. Uh, new cut man. You know, yeah. arguably the best in the business with Stitch Duran, Jacob Duran. He's in. Um, Capitillo's out. So you know, we got a new corner. Totally. Okay, for this fight as well, uh, and. Look, it takes time to build chemistry in a fight. Uh, this is their first fight together. Some people think, well, Fury is going back to uh, some roots where he's going to try to put some power and look for a stoppage. I think it's the worst thing he could do. Yeah, I think the best that. thing he could do is just try to be just light on his feet, moving around, scoring points, and just be out of harm's way. Uh, Wilder, look. There's no secret to what he's going to do. Yeah, he's no going secret. to he's he's going to use that jab to to find it's a range finder for him, and all that jab's going to do is set up the big right hand. Yeah, and and that's it. I mean, this is not look. I keep telling people, you know, I manage eleven fighters, all with the major promoters, from top rank to PBC to Golden Boy to Matchroom to Debella, you name it. I have fighters with everybody, all world class, world championship level guys fighting for world titles, eliminators, former world champions. And, you know, it's still the same eight punches. Yeah. Hey. From, <laughs> there's no more punch. Yeah, they haven't created any more punches. Yeah. You got a jab, a right hand, a left hook, a left yeah. uppercut, right uppercut, left to the body, right to the body, a right cross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, no, just there's no not, omoplata in there. It. 
That's it. <laughs> yeah, Everybody totally. still, everyone still has two arms. Okay, they they have two legs. They weigh the same going into the weigh-in. Yep. And you know we're we're not doing anything different here. So you know it, it's not like we're gonna. It's it's not that difficult to understand based on certain fighters' uh, skill set physical stature and tendencies and boxing IQ as to what they should be doing, you know, and, and look, maybe I look at it from a different lens, but uh, if Deontay Wilder is to win this fight, it's going to be by knockout. For sure. If is. Fury is going to win this fight, it is going to be by decision. And I have to tell you, if Tyson Fury wins this fight by knockout, it will be one of the most monumental wins of the past 10 years. Yeah, I would, I would agree um, with you. Yeah. So with that being said, let's get into a few picks if you want to. Well, let's do it. I mean, I, I just, I mean, we could go, we could go. I can, for ra- days. I can ramble yeah. all day. About we could box. go, we could go all, all, all day on this. Oh, I just wanted my, my notes on that, on that fact about, uh, furious. We, we, there's a few factors that I'm bringing into my handicapping about it that are very specific. One um, is that each fighter knows exactly what the other is going to do. I don't think it's any secret yep. what you're saying um, here and what yep. we saw in the in the last fight. Um, and so here's here's the here is the difference. Here's the difference that they're going to tweak in their game if they want to get through it. Fury has just not got to get hit. So what does he have to do? Is he, is, is he coming in lighter? Is he is he been training and doing some road work? Has he been making sure, you know what I mean? He doesn't get fatigued later in the game. And he, is he going to dance he's more? He's actually coming, he's coming in heavier. I know. So like in my mind, it's like, here's the deal. What happened is About you just got caught. You, you only got caught. Like you were doing the right thing. By the way, my scorecard was right. like lopsided as hell on this thing. And I was like, you were putting on a clinic. This guy couldn't touch yep. you. And then I'm ding, like ding. you. Mine was lopsided. It was crazy. Mine, mine was like nine rounds to three for uh, for Fury. But remember the two 10-8 rounds. Yeah, pulled it back that in. Deontay got for the yeah. knockdowns. I still had Fury winning. Uh, me too. Me too. And so the thing I think of, I go, Fury, what are you doing going in there to get out of there without a draw? Well, don't get caught at least one of those two times. What do you, how do you do that? Right. Well, you're going to just, you're, you're going to be a little bit, you're going to go a bit deeper. You're going to feel bit, but he's not. So that's crazy to me that I'm just like, what are you doing? You got to be just, just literally running a marathon every day for the whole thing and just never get mm-hmm. tired and just do what you did. Don't overthink it. And then the second thing is right. with, uh, with Wilder. And this is the scary part is that he's going into this fight, um, with a, f- a far less apprehension, um, and under, and far more understanding of what Tyson Fury is capable of. Um, he, his, his confidence grew throughout the fight. He just knew that Fury, he couldn't catch him, but he also couldn't hurt, Fury couldn't hurt him when he did, when he did, when he walked up to him, right? He was taking shots and he ate a, he ate a whole bunch. I don't think he's scared of that power. Even at 270, I don't think he's scared of that power. He's, he's, I think he was surprised at how, well, how, how little he, a little damage he really, really took over the course of 12 rounds. And so if I, if I look at something that's yeah. going to, uh, it's going to change a, uh, <laughs> it's going to change the ability to for for Deontay Wilder to do something. He's not really going to change anything. He's just still going to walk forward and wait for his shot. And uh, that's Edge Fury to me. Well, you know it. it it's this is the complicated or thing not about Edge it, Fury, right? sorry, Edge Wilder. And so from a, who's your Edge to Edge? Sorry, Edge Wilder on that because right, right. He's so, not going to change much. Know, I don't know. I, I just it's hard for me after seeing you know, the 40 plus fights that, um, that Wilder's already had and, yeah. and understanding who he's fought level of competition, uh, and just knowing that at any time that punch lands the right way, it, it's <laughs> over, whether you're afraid of it or not, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. 
you, you know, you could still not fear it and it could still put you down. <laughs> and it will. It probably will put you down. Right. You know, like Fury. Right. And, and that fight wasn't yeah. scared of me. I mean, twice it put him down. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, the last one was like, I just don't know how he got up. And so, <laughs> you know, know, with that being said, uh, I still feel like my first prediction that Deontay Wilder uh, is just great value right now at plus. He's a minus one twenty, right? I got him at minus one twenty at Bet Online. Well, no, no, minus one twenty for Wilder was the opening line, I think. Okay, okay. So what do you got him at now? Well, you know what? Never mind. You're right. On the money line right now, they have Wilder is the favorite. Okay. Yeah, he's back. So, but he, but he was at plus one hundred seven. That's what it was. Plus, like I told you, it keeps going back and forth. It's, so you're right. Wilder crazy. on Bet Online is minus one twenty. Fury is just right there at plus 100. Um, I rec- I advised people a couple weeks ago in Forbes to jump on Wilder early. Yep. And if they did, they got him at like plus 107. Yeah, right. It's pushed it to one. So, yeah, smart. So, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm guessing. I don't know, right? Yeah. So, under 10 and a half is, is plus 100. So, I would do this. I would take Wilder minus 120 because it's really, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's 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 okay, right? I mean, it, from a value standpoint, it's it's as uh, as good as you're going to get right now. Uh, and at plus one hundred, I would go under ten and a half. Uh, but for me, the prop bets, um, uh, I would say uh, for Wilder. Now I know people might think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I would still go with Deontay Wilder in round group betting. Uh, to win in rounds one to three plus one thousand, yeah, I could see him. Ki- I could see him coming out, uh, really trying to go for it early, and uh, trying to end this thing, make a statement, and put him away. Um, and then again, I would look at uh, rounds eleven, rounds uh, ten to twelve. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can find it. Rounds ten to twelve plus nine hundred. So, you know, later in the fight, when Fury's a little bit tired, when he's slowing down, becomes a little bit more stationary, those opportunities might open them open up again. So, you know, that's really what I would, I mean, those are just great. I mean, look, it's worth the risk reward on it is worth it. Plus 900 is crazy Um, for that too. I'm looking at that. I'm just, I'm drooling, thinking about that opportunity yeah. there. Like, well, I mean, look, I mean, those are the championship rounds. That's where guys run out of gas, and especially the big guys. 270, man, I mean, 270. That's a, that's, a, that's a lot of weight to be moving around on those feet, oh. you know? Not to mention, it, it's so draining, missing and defending punches. Um, this time around, I think we're going to have a, a Wilder that's going to put his foot on the gas pedal earlier. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I think that that's going to be, that's just going to be a difference. I still like plus 1000 rounds one to three, because I really believe that Wilder's going to come out. Look, you know what you've heard the saying, right? The best, the best, uh, you know, the best uh, defense is a, is a good offense, right? Yeah, exactly. And if Wilder comes out like a madman trying to drop bombs in that first round, he might catch, he might catch Fury cold and then that's it. You know, that's it. And he did it. He did it with Brazil and he might employ that same strategy. He didn't do it with Ortiz because he respects Ortiz, both his, his boxing skills and he has pop. 
Yeah. I don't think he believes in Tyson Fury's power. I don't. I see. I 100% agree with you. He doesn't. He's not scared of Tyson Fury at all. He's going to come out way hotter this time. He's going to feel better, hopefully, if he's even not sick. I didn't know he was sick. He's going to feel great. He's going to know he's going to And he was the lightest he ever weighed. And he was 207 pounds. So Mm -hmm. take that into account. We'll probably be uh, maybe in the 214, 215 range this time around. Yeah, he's going to be even more more junk in the trunk. That is crazy. So, uh, yeah, on, on, on that note, I don't know. I mean, here's the deal before I let you go, um, sure. real quick, who's better for boxing if they win though? I know who you're going to make some money off of. I think both you and I agree. Right. I think that advice is fantastic for our well, listeners to go to bed online and check it out. But in terms of what I started the podcast with, with we might be on the verge of a thing here, a real like heavyweight resurgence where people give a shit about boxing again. We're so close to it. So what is the best case scenario for that, for the forest through the trees, for the overarching philosophical state of the sport? What's our best case scenario for this fight with all these eyeballs? You right? know, both the best case scenario is, is first of all, a definitive winner. Yeah. <laughs> Can somebody win a fight? That's great. Right? Yeah, some, yeah. Some, somebody <laughs> win. Don't, don't let us not walk away feeling we saw a bad decision. Yeah. Let's not have any, let's not have any low blows and a disqualification <laughs> or a clash oh ahead yeah. and the fight's over in the fourth round. We need closure. Yeah. Okay. Then what we need is to figure out who who is going to be the best fit to fight Anthony Joshua yeah, and become the, the most recent undisputed heavyweight champion in a long time, meaning the real undisputed heavyweight totally. champion. We'll, we'll take that WBC belt that's on the line and that lineal heavyweight yep. championship that Fury has that's on the line. And we will go put it up against Anthony Joshua and his IBF, WBA, and WBO belt. And we're going to have one heavyweight champion. So Who's I the sort best of answered of these your question. Yeah. I sort of didn't answer your question. I mean, both of these guys like, we get are an excellent Joshua? matchup. Like, I just they, both beat, oh, they both beat Joshua. But, but like, they, both, the, they both stop Joshua. The, 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 uh, the promotion and the buzz. Is it these two English one guys, you know, one who plays the sophisticated pugilist and the other guy right. who's just like who's the gypsy king or is it the american tough dude who just goes and just steamrolls people like who's the better scenario coming out of this that we are like you know i, I was just gonna i was just yeah. gonna yell bomb squad i just want to do it to your audience <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, know yeah. i <laughs> think that uh look you, you know you're 100 percent right but you know what's fantastic about what you're saying both of these guys are that guy. It's a yeah. win-win. It's awesome. I'm super excited. See, that's that's the answer right there. Because it's like, it doesn't matter. They're both great for this. For the it's next a win-win. Step. Either one. We're going to love it. Dude, we have a couple, like, we have another year and a half of great heavyweight stuff happening before they screw yeah, it up again absolutely. on us. Because, of course, well, well, I'm, take, I'm Chicken Little over we here. Can get it. Yeah, I'm Chicken Little. I'm like, uh, someone's going to mess it up somewhere along the line. Hey, look, the heavyweight's falling. The heavyweight's falling. Something's <laughs> yeah, happening. It's literally how I view it because I just want it so badly um, to be back and uh, and 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 something I just have to look forward to every, you know, four to six months. Peter Khan, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your knowledge with us. How can people find you on the internet if they want to get a hold of you? Best thing you can do, follow me on Twitter. I could use the love at Peter Khan, P-E-T-E-R-K-A-H-N. And you can always find me if you just Google Peter Kahn and the word Forbes, you'll be able to read all of my Forbes stories uh, as I cover 
the business and the sport of boxing. That's unbelievable. Thank you so much to Peter. And uh, folks, if you want to bet on any of this fancy stuff, you just head to betonline.ag. Use a promo code REVIEW, and they'll add a little nugget of awesome in your account for you to bet on all of this information on a fight that we've got in eight short days from now. On behalf of Peter Kahn and the, uh, our good friends at betonline.ag, uh, I'm Damon D. Adios, muchachos. Adios.